Hi, everyone, and welcome to How to College for First Gens, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be a first-generation student before, during, and after college. If you're a new listener, our goal here is to democratize knowledge that we've gained along the way, learn a bit more about the first-gen experience, and hopefully help others going through some of the challenges we've experienced by sharing lessons learned from fellow first-gens. I'm Luz, one of the podcast co-hosts and a first-generation student myself. Today, we will be talking about internships. Now, internships, in a broad sense, are temporary positions in which you work with an organization to meet goals. These can take many forms, but it's most traditionally an opportunity for students to gain insight into what it's like to work in a particular career field, an opportunity to bridge some of that theory you learn in class with the real world, and an experience in which you can gain new skills, grow as a person, and explore potential paths. We'll be talking to a high school student who essentially created her own internship experience by founding her own organization, a recent grad who used internships to gain valuable industry experience to complement what she was learning in the classroom, and a college graduate who used internships to figure out what jobs were right for him and now sits on the other side of the table hiring interns for his department. Join us today as we explore our guest's story of how they learned about internship opportunities how it's impacted their trajectories, and tips that they offer fellow first-gens who want to know more. Our first guest today is high school student Julia, an incoming college freshman and founder of First Gen Support. Julia, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. Hi guys, I'm Julia. I'm from suburban Chicago, and I'm currently a high school senior and a rising freshman at Cornell University. I'm also the founder of First Gen Support, an organization I founded to empower first-generation low-income immigrant students. I am also first-generation low-income immigrant student. So I immigrated to the U.S. when I was nine, and I pretty much had to figure everything on my own, like academics like college because my parents didn't speak very fluent English and I didn't speak very fluent English when I first came either. My journey has been I would say pretty rough from like elementary school to like sophomore year of high school and then from then on didn't really care about other people's opinions and then definitely grew much more. I think that's a very common experience for a lot of first gen especially first gen immigrants. But yeah, congratulations on getting into Cornell. So that's awesome. So you must be pretty pumped about going to college, being the first one. Pretty much. Like, my parents were super proud because they were fine with me going to community college and then transferred to a four-year school. But then they're like, oh my god, wow, my daughter is going to an Ivy League. Pretty cool. Definitely shows how much first gens can really do and accomplish if they set their minds to it. So that's awesome. So we'll go ahead and dive into our topic for today, which is internships. And I know for high school students, maybe that's not the most common thing. Or sometimes they have some experiences that they do that maybe they don't think are internships. So what do you know about internships in general? Like when when people say internships, what, what do you think about? Yeah, for internships, I usually think about like job shadowing. But I think most high schoolers don't have internship experience, but more of like attending a program or like summer programs contributing to like an organization. What, What are your thoughts on like the definition? When I think of internships, so I initially thought the same thing. I was like, okay, well, if you're going to do an internship, that means you're going to go work with a company. You're going to helping them like develop work products. But now as an internship, I think to me, means you're part of an organization. You're helping them fulfill a mission or goal. And whatever that role may be, I think that still is considered an internship, whether it's like a volunteer experience, whether it's even a summer program. Just being involved in something outside of class where you're contributing to, you know, a larger organization. So what kind of experience have you had either volunteering or with summer programs? I guess you can count as like a quote unquote internship. I've been volunteering at my local church since freshman year. And every Saturday I lead a small group of elementary school kids and we talk about the Bible lesson and then like a small group bonding time to make sure every kid feels safe and welcomed. I think sophomore year, I kind of did an internship, but like a volunteer thing with Camp Invention, where I drove to like elementary schools and led their 
elementary school kids to do STEM activities, like、uh, leading small groups, passing out materials, and sparking new ideas, and discussing with the kids, which was really really fulfilling. So I did that, and that was kind of like an internship because I I had to drive to the elementary school at like seven or eight. So a forty-hour week for two weeks, I did that, and then sophomore year I also did Yale Young Global Scholars, which is like a summer program. I think that was the summer program that changed my high school career because I got exposed to so many curious people from the, around the world who are like really brilliant. And who always advocate for themselves, and I just didn't really find like a a lot of people that I like resonated with in my high school. So that's when I found like, oh my gosh, found like really good friends there. Really opened my eyes to see like what kids are doing, especially in the U.S. Like what they're doing in like extracurriculars. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow! Like I didn't know that you can do this. I didn't know like you should maybe start a club if the club doesn't exist to like do something that you're passionate about. So yeah, that really opened my eyes. And then last year I did Project Seed, which is like I encourage all first generation low income students to apply to that. So it's like a chemistry research program with American Chemical Society, but. Now is since like the pandemic has been virtual summer program to prepare you for college and also expanding your knowledge in chemistry related fields. So it was really fulfilling last summer. And the best part is that I don't know about in the future project scene, but I actually got paid doing that. It was literally like hopping on Zoom and learning new things. I was getting paid, so I was like, "Wow, what a great opportunity!" For your first two things, it definitely sounds like you had specific job responsibilities to help in those organizations. I would definitely count those as internship type experiences. So, backing up a little bit, how did you one find these, or maybe two decide to join, and how did you actually become part of the group? So, I think for my church experience, actually, I think there was. When I was a freshman, there was a senior who was volunteering at that church, and she told me. And I was finding like offer like volunteering opportunities, so might as well I just applied. And it was like a pretty easy application, I guess. I kind of had like a interview, but not really. It was just like a coffee chat kind of thing. I, I was gonna look into it anyways, but I think she really helped me like spark my interest in that because I'm also very passionate about church. And I think camp invention was on the my high school volunteer list. I hope I hope your high school has this, but、uh, or else ask your counselors. So my my high school has like a list of volunteering opportunities. I just saw it for the summer, and I was like, okay. And then I reached out. It was like an email. They had like a training, like how to lead、uh, like elementary students, especially in STEM. So. I had to do a training, and then there was no interview, and that's pretty much it. It was like pretty easy, and then Yale Young Global Scholars. It was like a pretty lengthy application. It was a few short answers, like some essay questions, but there was no interview. They just told you to like list out a couple activities that you're passionate about. So I did that, and I learned about that opportunity just by a Google search. Just like you know, some high school summer programs, <laughs> and it just popped up because it was pretty popular. And I was kind of like iffy about applying because I knew it was a pretty competitive program. And I was like, oh, what if I don't make it? But you know, like now that I learned, you have to shoot your shot. Yeah, especially because like if you don't apply, then you definitely won't go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's definitely tons of summer programs like that. A lot of colleges will offer those kind of programs for high school students. Actually, my friend actually was gonna apply too, and so I was like, okay, well, if she's applying, I'll apply. So yeah, I applied, and then went to Yale for two weeks. Highly recommend. Yeah. So along those lines, when you were doing these different opportunities, did you have certain goals or like what were you hoping to get out of them, and what did did you actually get out of them at the end? I guess my main goal 
was to get more leadership experience and to expand my network to make new friends. I'm the type of person who always reaches out and make new friends. I feel like that's just so cool to have like a bunch of friends from different walks of life. I think that's super important to like diversify my perspective. I guess that was my main goal for volunteering and also obviously to share my passion with other people for my church volunteer experience and the uh, camp invention. And then what I, I guess what I got from them is kind of what I expected, but maybe a little bit less about leadership. I feel like I've learned a lot about leadership and teamwork through founding my own organization. And also I was trying to get more in-depth science knowledge through Project Seed or like politics knowledge through um, Yaoyang Global SARS. But I guess the summer programs didn't really expand on like really in-depth about those fields, but more like expanding your breadth, letting you know like different areas that are possible. So that was not what I expected. So along those lines a little bit, has doing a lot of these just opportunities helped you figure out maybe what you want to do in college or just like goals for your future? I, I never considered politics, law, or economics in uh, high school. I was always a STEM person since I was very young. So I think YYGS really opened my eyes to like, okay, like maybe poli-sci is fun. <laughs> Econ is possible for me because I thought I was just really bad at them. But I don't know. Project Seed, I, I, I mean, I already knew sort of what I wanted to do. So these summer programs were pretty much based on my already established interest. Yeah, because I think a lot of times for students that maybe aren't quite sure what they do want to do, it's a really great opportunity to test things out and try different summer programs and see like, am I actually interested in being an engineer? Do I actually know what engineering is? Or whatever it is, like it's a really great opportunity to get to know what all is out there. Because I think oftentimes as first gens, we we have a very limited data set to work with. And, and if you don't get that exposure, it's it's hard to know that stuff without like a Google search. You're kind of at a loss. It's like high school summer programs, high school summer internships, or ask your counselors, obviously. Yeah. And I think that brings up another really good point that like reaching out to your network, whoever that might be, whether it's other classmates who might know because they know it from like somebody else or like counselors, teachers, like, yeah, just asking all the people around you about like what opportunities you can do to further expand what you know of to maybe try a couple of different things. It's super valuable. Also, don't limit yourself to like one thing. Like I was like, just like STEM focused, but now I don't, I don't know. <laughs> After uh, definitely expose yourself to like different areas. Like even if you might not like politics, Maybe apply for a politics summer camp or like take a watch some YouTube videos, take some take a course because I think in college like a lot of people change majors, but definitely find a lot of things and then figure out what you actually love to do. Yeah, because it's interesting because sometimes you can mesh together a couple different passions and like do a job that you didn't know existed. Say like your STEM interests with policy. And- do STEM policy or something like that. So yeah, a lot of opportunities are out there. So diving a little bit deeper into first-gen supports, you founded your own organization, which is absolutely amazing. I, I would say that's even more so of an internship than anything. I mean, it, I mean, it goes beyond an internship, to be honest. So tell us a little bit more about like what led you to even start it. From my previous discussion with Yaoyang Global Stars, I just saw like people like, you know, creating things that about your their passions and so I guess that's how I got the confidence and courage to start first and support in the first place so first and support was accumulation of my previous experiences with I my first generation low-income immigrant experience and also like my experience with like not fitting in with my pretty privileged suburban high school and also it was last year's Black Lives Matter movement really sparked um, really heightened my sensitivity to the inequities of opportunities. During the BLM movement last year, I reached out to a lot of first-generation low-income students, and they also shared my experience. And we figured that like a lot of like kids didn't have good counselors at their high schools that prepared them well for college. So I wanted to be the one that stand up. And also, 
I talked to a friend at my high school. Uh, her counselor like didn't prepare her well um, for college. And also last year, I went to like a freshman meeting at my high school. And when I opened the door, it was mainly like Hispanic students, and I was like only Asian there. Shocked me a little bit that these students are often like not taking AP classes. So I just saw like a room full of untapped potential. I was like, wow, why didn't why didn't my school do extra work to like support these students and encourage them to take AP classes and to go to a four year college? Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, if your counselors aren't there to support everyone, then it it's very difficult to figure a lot of this stuff out on your own. So that's really awesome that you started that and are helping a lot of people that would otherwise maybe not have that support. So what what have been some of the things that you have learned from leading this organization that you definitely wouldn't have learned just like through school or like through classes and stuff? Oh my gosh, so many things. It was it was like a leadership training camp. Oh my gosh. So when I first started, I was like fine on my own. I guess I was like designing all the posts, sharing, researching opportunities, like reaching, researching information to share with other people. So I was, I got that part down. But then I think it was in September that I, I wanted to recruit a team to help me. So pretty much I recruited like people from like all over the US who are like passionate about the same thing. Same goal, same mission to like close this knowledge and opportunity gap among first gen low income students. And that was so rough. First I learned like how to like interview people and also how to how to let other people see my common sense. Because you know, common sense, your common sense might not be other people's common sense, right? So so like how to talk in a way that, you know, like let other people think like agree with you and agree with your, um, I guess, common sense and see from your perspective. Because I emphasize a lot, like for Instagram posts, for example, in the beginning, it was like, I wanted to be very precise and concise information because people, you know, like spent like five seconds on the post or something or even less. So like very short amount of information. But, you know, some people were like writing like lengthy pages of stuff and trying to fit all the tiny words on the graphic and I was like ah like they're very smart people but you know I have to like I don't know trying to convince them to see like my perspective and come up with a way that you know compromises both both sides so yeah and also allowing people to make mistakes because in the beginning I was a perfectionist I've, I've always been a type a person perfectionist so it was I don't know. I just had to be more forgiving. Definitely learned that the hard way. And uh, yeah, and also helping like your team members to grow. And uh, like, I guess like people join your org to like, gain what they want to gain, right? So definitely like, give people what they want. And so then they're like more passionate about the things that they are doing for the organization. So those things you can definitely not learn from high school. Maybe maybe you can. Maybe you go to like a high school that have a lot of like competitive clubs, but I did not learn that from my clubs. So yeah, what you've just shared, it's it's actually funny because those are some of the skills. So for my job, like I sometimes will interview people for hiring interns, hiring full-time people. And it's a lot of those same sort of skills that we look for. Like, can you work in a team? Do you know how like how to communicate your passion? So it's super valuable skills that you learn that you are going to need further on. And it's awesome that you've learned them already so young and you can just keep on like sharpening those skills. You're already in like a really good position. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely more than an internship, as we said. So I guess as as we wrap up here, so what would be some tips that you would offer students who are maybe looking to get some of this experience to e- either like go to summer programs or internships or just broaden their skill set? First of all, if you have an Instagram, follow at Fersion Support on Instagram. 
We share so many high school programs that are specifically designed for first-generation low-income students, and they are they either have, give very good financial aid or they're completely free, so you do not have any barrier to attend them. We share a lot of scholarships um, on first-generation support, a lot of opportunities pretty much every single week, so definitely follow that. And I wish I learned about high school, like more mentorship programs throughout high school and founding this or organization and like learning about like other people's experiences, like an accumulation of like people's experiences will definitely help you like get that full package. So to support you on your high school journey to college and obviously Googling summer programs. And if you're really interested in the university, I would say like look at that university, like uh, type in that university and like type in summer programs for like high school students. Go dig, dig deep because they might not be on the front page. Also make friends that are older than you, like make like senior friends and college friends. They really helped me throughout my college app process. So they they will share a very knowledgeable experience with you. And like I made a really good friend through that. And she literally told me like her experience and like some of the competitions that she did. So I kind of also did that as well. So yeah, make, make friends with like college and like, or like senior or junior friends or something like that. Definitely super great tips. So with that, thank you so much, Julia, for joining us today and offering a little bit about your experience and some really great tips for our audience. Yes, thank you for having me. Next up, we have Idai, who just graduated from college with a computer science major from MIT. So Idai, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So I'm a first-generation college student. I graduated from MIT in December with a bachelor's in computer science. And I'm originally from Colorado, but both of my parents are from Mexico. They immigrated here when they were pretty young. Can you tell us a little bit about your college journey and how you got there? So being that I'm a daughter of immigrants, both of my parents really stress the importance of getting an education just because they both worked in hard jobs. My dad's a landscaper. He works in the sun all day. My mom is a housekeeper. She cleans houses all day. So they wanted me to do something greater with my life. And that meant that college was a way to get there. So since I was really little, they got me into summer programs and actually ended up going to a private school that had a lot of resources that really helped me get into a good college like MIT and helped me be prepared for the college process. But once I actually got to college, it was a whole different story. I was far away from home. I had no one to look up to to guide me. No one before me had ever gone to college, let alone like far away from home. So finding communities was the most important thing for me. I became really good friends with my freshman year roommates. I joined a sorority and I joined the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, which ultimately was the biggest resource for me when I was looking for jobs and applying to internships and building my career. Awesome. When and how did you first learn about this term of internships? My first encounter with an internship was very unconventional. As I said earlier, I went to a private school and most of the parents there had a lot of money and one of the parents actually had a tech startup. I met him at an event where they were actually showcasing my story. Basically, it was like to get donors for the school. They showcase stories of people who are on scholarship to show what the donor's money goes toward. And he was at this event and I mentioned that I was going to MIT and I wanted to major in computer science. And he said, oh, I have a tech startup. That's exactly what you want to do. Do you want a, an internship? So I ended up working for him for the summer and he was a great mentor. I learned a lot about the tech startup and the industry. So going into freshman year, I was more prepared about internships, but I had never actually applied to an internship until I got to freshman year. What I actually learned about applying to internships, that was through SHIP. I got the opportunity to go to national convention. So all the SHIP chapters from all over the country get together in one city, and that's where all the companies go. So through SHIP, I figured out how to build my resume and get an elevator pitch and apply. So all the upperclassmen who had done internships before me guided me through the application process and the interview process. That sounds like, at least while you were in college, your biggest resource for getting this internship information was SHIP, which is awesome. I was actually part of SHIP myself, and that's probably where I learned about internships too. So you got your internship 
in college after your freshman year. So what was that timeline like? You went to these national conventions in the fall. Did you apply right then and there? How did that go? My freshman year, my upperclassmen friends told me to look for programs that are tailored towards freshmen. So a lot of big companies in tech like Google, Facebook, they have programs that are not traditional internships because most of the time freshmen don't have any experience. So these are more like guided internships to help you get your foot in the door. So I applied to a bunch of these freshman programs. And most of the deadlines were around like November when the convention is. I actually applied to the Google one the day it was due. I remember sitting in my hotel room at convention, like writing this application because it was due that afternoon. But then the biggest thing is talking to recruiters. So after I submitted my application the next day, went to the Google booth and told them, hey, I'm very interested. I applied. And so that kind of gets your name recognition out there. Otherwise, you're just a stack of resumes and they all look very similar to them. So so yeah, once I applied and just waiting for the interview and talking to the recruiters helps me get the interview. So once I got the interview, that was around December, I talked to people who had done the program. So through SHIP, if someone hadn't done the program, they knew people who had done the program. So it's all about the network and just talking to people. I actually just sat down with this one girl and she like walked me step by step through the interview process, what to expect, how to prepare. Otherwise, I would be going in blind. (laughs) So yeah, by January, I had my offer for the Google EP program. That was freshman year. So all of these freshman targeted internships, were those all just through SHIP or was there anything like that available through your campus or in general? They're available to everyone. Most schools have career fair. So most companies end up at these career fairs. Or you can just apply online. Like you don't have to be at these conventions to apply. I just heard about them because I was at the convention. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know how I would have found out about them. But yeah, looking online at freshman internship programs and a whole list can come up of all the companies that offer them. Sounds like doing the networking, reaching out to upperclassmen is key here with learning about what internship opportunities there even is and how to get your foot in the door. So once you were at that internship, what did you actually learn from it and what did you actually do? When you're in an internship, you're applying what you're learning at school. It's very different. You're kind of learning as you're doing, which for school, you kind of learn and then you do. So the Google internship, what they do is you have a project, but because most of us don't have experience, you actually work in a group on this project. My project was building an Android app. We had two mentors, so all four of us worked on this project together and they guided us through starting to plan the project setting expectations and deadlines of when projects should be due so that by the end of the summer, we would have a fully functioning app. That's pretty cool. Is this an app that's actually available now? No, it's not available. I hate to say it, but most of the intern projects don't end up being like available or fully out in the public. Kind of work on things mostly like to learn. There are some like smaller companies. When I worked at the startup, my project was actually out there for the public. But when you, you have a bigger company, they have a super long process from starting a project to getting it into the public that takes a lot longer than three months. <laughs> so it's a lot harder as an intern to see your project out in public. Sometimes like a year after you finish, that's when it comes out. That makes sense. What about some of these other internships that you did? So After your freshman year, I mean, you have pretty limited experience, so there isn't quite as much that you can apply from what you've learned in class. But once you get to like your junior level, you've had a decent amount of coursework. So what about those internships? How did those differ? Those are a lot more independent. Once I got to my junior summer, I was working on a project on my own and it was a bigger scope. I actually had to be more independent. There was a little less guidance. Like, of course, my mentor was there for me, but it felt more like if I was actually doing my full-time job, working on my own and coding on my own than just going to my mentor when I got stuck. Were these also at Google or were these other ones elsewhere? After my freshman year, I got an offer to return to Google. So I returned to Google, but then I decided that after two summers at Google, I wanted to try something new. So I went to Palantir, which is a more mid-sized company. So I got the full range. I got startup, big company, and mid-sized company. And after you've had that experience of going through that first internship, what were your goals for the subsequent internships? What were you trying to get out of it? Freshman year was more about just learning about the industry, figuring out if I wanted to go into industry because most people are figuring out like 
do I want to work? Do I want to do research? Do I want to keep doing school? So that was freshman year. And then when I got older, I figured out that I did want to go into industry. So it was more about learning what I liked, what I wanted to get out of a full-time job. Eventually, building a network of people I could go to once I was in my full-time job. Even if I don't end up working at the company, it's still just great to know people in the industry all over. Definitely. And did you ever consider trying something else? So I know you mentioned sometimes people do internships to figure out if they want to go industry or do research. Did you ever consider doing research for the summer to get a taste of that? So my school has this summer abroad program and you either do research or you work at a company abroad. But the problem is these timelines are a lot later. So for internships, you kind of start applying like the summer before the actual internship starts. Usually I would have an offer by like September, October. And for the summer programs, you don't apply until December. So by then I would have to have already known if I was going to accept an offer or not. And as a first generation student, it kind of sucks that most of the time I actually have to think about money compensation just because my parents can't really provide for me. Like they haven't provided for me in like four years. So I actually have to think about, okay, I actually need to make money. So I have to give up some of these summer abroad opportunities or doing research. I also did end up liking industry and I don't think I could have the patience for the slow pace of research. Going off of that a little bit, as you were researching the different internships for your subsequent summers, did the pay that each one would give you play into your decision to decide which one you ultimately wanted to take? Well, luckily, I ended up loving computer science and computer science happens to be a well-paying job. So most computer science internships actually pay the same. Because I was making good enough money, I could then think about what I actually wanted. Like my junior summer, I wanted to try a smaller company. And I was in a position to be able to say like, okay, yeah, I can work for a smaller company. So I guess last summer you had an internship. So how did the pandemic affect how your internship was structured? And what was the structure for your past internships? I did my internship online and I was actually lucky because I know a lot of internships were canceled. So I was just working from home like a full-time employee was. And I definitely did not enjoy my experience as much as my other internships, mostly due to the fact that it was online. So normally, you know, I go into the office and I have my deadlines and my projects that I'm working on. But as an intern, you also have a lot of mentorship and networking opportunities because the company wants you to make the most out of your internship. Like, yes, you do, you're there to do a job, but you're also there to learn. So I would have meetings with my mentor, whether that was my tech lead or I had an actual mentor that was more for like career mentor that was different. They also had a lot of intern events. Getting to know other interns is just as important as getting to know the people who work there. But when it's online, they tried to have events, but it was just kind of me alone in my room working. But it's a lot different because when you're in person, you're right next to your manager. So you can ask a quick question because they're right there. But it's a lot harder to ask for help when you're online. So that's something I had to work through and it took a while. So it made the internship experience a little bit harder. I can definitely relate that with my own job. When things went online, it was difficult to do things more effectively. So you got to meet a lot of the interns at a lot of these past opportunities did you guys work together as well was it more like a, a team-based internship or was it you working more so directly with your managers so my first internship with the freshman program I worked with other interns just because that was the structure but later on I worked on my own and most of the time there's only one intern per team just so that that intern has a lot more resources and can talk to the team as a whole so usually you're the only intern on the team but if there's a bigger team, sometimes there was interns who worked in the same space I did. Or I at intern events, I would meet interns in a whole different area of the company, which is actually super interesting because even though like I wanted to be in my space, it's also really cool to see like what other interns are doing, what other opportunities there are. If you wanted to return to the company, like what other teams are available so you could see what the company is like as a whole. Now that you've had all this internship experience, if you were to reflect back on some of those past internships, is there anything you think you would have done differently to try to get more out of them? I think I did a really good job of meeting with people, networking. I would talk to people on other teams, whether that was interns or full-time employees. I talked to my mentors. One thing that I learned last summer 
as someone told me, is a good idea is to keep a journal during your internship. Because most of the time for my freshman internship, when I was applying to other internships, they asked about what you learned at your internship or what you did. And it's, it's hard to recall what you did sometimes, but if you keep a journal and you write things down, it's a lot easier to remember, which makes it a lot easier to talk about your experiences or add your experience to your resume later on instead of at the end of the summer having to recall everything that you did. So one thing I would do differently is keep a journal all my summers just so I could remember everything I learned and everything I was thinking during my internship. That's a really good tip. So for any of these internships, how did they play into your career goals? I mean, you said you wanted to go into industry. Did some of these have like a path for like a full-time job eventually? So most companies do have a path for a full-time job. So I started at Google pretty young. So you don't really think about full-time jobs until a lot later, like your junior summer. So actually a lot of companies do is they don't accept interns, like some of the smaller companies, they don't accept interns until their junior summer because they're prepping them for a full-time job offer. And these offers are usually determined directly by your manager. So having a good relationship with your manager is what's the most important thing if you want to get a full-time job offer for this company. But I also didn't just have the goal of getting a full-time offer. You know, internships are a great way to learn. I think once you're a full-time employee, it's like your mistakes are, they're a lot more like high stakes versus as an intern, you're expected to make mistakes and you're expected to learn from your mistakes. So having an internship is just a great way to learn, especially coming from me who like, I feel like I don't learn as much in the classroom. I learned a lot more applying what I was learning. Yeah, I'm kind of like that as well. You've mentioned a couple of really great tips so far, but what are some other tips that you could offer other students that maybe don't know a whole lot about internships or how to even apply, how to get the most out of those experiences? For applying, I think the most important thing is finding people who have done that internship and asking them for help. So I just talk to people who work in a company that I want to work for and ask, hey, I need your help or... References are a great way to get your foot in the door. If you have a friend or know someone who has worked at a company, like at SHIP, we just send out messages like, hey, does anyone need a reference for this company? I will send your resume to my recruiter. That's a great way to get your foot in the door. So yeah, just talk to people, network. That's the most important thing I can give to people who are looking for internships. And once you actually get to the internship, as a first-generation student, I think imposter syndrome is something we all deal with. As a Latina in computer science, I'm usually the only Latina in the room. So it's important to build a community around you for support. People who understand what you're going through, even if it's not in your industry, just having other first generation students to talk to who are there for you. So you don't feel so alone because being the only person in the room who looks like you can be very lonely. But knowing that you have people who have your back is also really important. So just reminding yourself that you deserve to be there just as much as anyone else. Did you ever feel like the first-gen identity, did that ever have an impact within your internship? Did you notice that there were often a lot of people that didn't look like you that weren't of similar backgrounds? I was always a first-generation woman, person of color. No one really identified with these. I think it's, I don't know if it's because of my field, like, Computer science is a very male-dominated field. So yeah, it definitely impacted most of my internships. It sounds like you either way you made the most out of them. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, finding SHIP early on in college was the biggest thing for me just because most of us are first generation. And because we're all in STEM, we all experience these things since STEM tends to be very like male-dominated and doesn't have a lot of people of color. So having these discussions with my friends helped me realize like, okay, we all go through this. I'm not alone in this. I deserve to be here. And just gave me the confidence to walk into these internships and make the most out of them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Idai, for joining us today. I think this has been super valuable. You've, you provided some really great tips that I hope a lot of our listeners can implement as they search and do their internships. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm happy to help anyone who opened a path for people like me is something I'm really passionate about. Our final guest is Terry, a college and graduate school grad working in higher education. 
So Terry, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? My name is Terry Chavis. I come from a tribal nation uh, in North Carolina. I am also a first-gen college student. I went to undergrad at Mars Hill University, a degree in biochemistry. Then I went to Western Carolina University for a master's in higher education student affairs. And now I serve as the director of multicultural affairs at High Point University, where I also oversee the first-generation mentorship program. Awesome. Thank you, Terry. So we'll go ahead and just dive right into the topic here today. So when did you first learn about what this internship thing is and what it meant to do an internship? Because I grew up in a rather rural community and the first in my family to go to college and I went to a a small private college, there wasn't a lot of resources or encouragement to, to get volunteer or shadowing experiences. And at my college, there was this department called Career Opportunities. And I was thinking, you know, I guess after I graduate, they'll help me there. But little did I know that they actually also helped with experience during college. And that's when I learned of the term internship and what an internship was. And thankfully, I had a, a professor uh, who was my advisor and essentially acted as a mentor to me who talked to me about something called the Research Experience for Undergraduates. It's an internship program that's through the National Science Foundation. And he encouraged me to apply for it, and I managed to to get accepted. Absolutely loved it. I did research at the University of Connecticut in physiology and neurobiology, and I was eternally grateful for that opportunity. I would have never come across it had it not been for my mentor just say, hey, Terry, I, I think you should think about this. So that's how I first learned about internships and how important it is not just to wait until after college to finally get that work experience, but to get work experience while you're in college. Yeah, I think that is so important. And you're absolutely right. Having some professors or mentors help you figure some of those opportunities is super key. So what year were you when you did this? It was my junior year, the summer between my junior and senior year that I learned about this internship. And it wasn't until after that that I realized or folks who were there in the internship with me, it was between their freshman and sophomore or their sophomore and junior year. So I was still a little late to the game, I realized. And so what actually did you learn while you were doing this internship experience? Oh, my goodness. Because I was a higher classification than my colleagues that were there with me, I had already had some of the classes that they were preparing to take. And the good thing is, is most of the research we were doing focused on cellular uh, and molecular biology. So in this case, I had already taken. And in college, you know, we're taught about how to do research, the research findings of scientists. What is the, the core concepts of various forms of science, whether it's cell and molecular, organic chemistry, things like that. We're taught about what others find. However, in this, in internships and why they're important is because you're actively working to find new information. So the, the researcher that I was with, he was doing some pretty complex research projects. And I was able to learn at a flagship institution that was well-funded and had a lot of resources, uh, unique ways to do research, how to do scholarly research, how to Uh, do literature reviews, spend hours and hours on reading an article just to write two or three sentences for the the research paper that we were publishing. I learned a lot, not just from the laboratory side of things, but also the technical side of things that I didn't really know a lot about, how to correctly go through the library services to find research articles instead of paying to view research articles through a paywall or things like that. And also life at a different university. I At that point, I had known what Mars Hill was like and what research Mars Hill was doing and expectations that Mars Hills had. But then I got there and realized, you know, every university is different. University of Connecticut had a different set of standards for their students and resources that uh, was available to students there. And So it gave me a broader picture on the nuances between universities and the services they provide to their students. Wow. It sounds like there was a lot kind of going on right off the get-go with this internship. So I'm glad you were able to absorb all of these different things. So let's dissect that a little bit more. Would you have had any sort of research type experience through just your regular coursework in your major? Or was this like a completely 
new thing that you were being exposed to? It was a completely new thing because Mars Hill was small. It didn't have a lot of research opportunities. And so this was brand new to me, being in the lab and, and working in there with such complex things. Now, I had done lab classes in like organic chemistry and things like that, but that was very low level things. In this research project, I was working with unique, rare specimen. I was in the quote unquote real world working with expensive equipment, trying to produce knowledge for the scientific community, working to produce the knowledge that hopefully someone will read one day in a research article. But yeah, it was all new to me. And because of that, something else I realized through my internship, and I didn't know the correct term for it then, but I know now, when I compared myself to my colleagues who were coming from Harvard, someone else was from Cornell, Brown, all of these bigger institutions across the country and you know, little old Mars Hill, how did I get here? You know, I'm lucky to to be here. Uh, I don't really fit in. How in the world did they accept my application? And I realized then or now that I was experiencing imposter phenomenon. I felt like imposter for a little while, and that affected the beginning of my internship because I I felt like I didn't fit in because of my cultural background, of my educational background, uh, and how new I was to all this. Because all my other colleagues had already been doing research. This was something for fun that they were doing just to get credit for. Yeah, it's super cool that you were doing this cutting edge research into this field. And yeah, you were surrounded by all these like super smart people and felt a lot of that imposter syndrome that is all too common among first gens, but you persevered. With that, what were your initial goals when you first got that internship of what you thought you were going to get out of it? And then what did you actually end up learning? Because I didn't know a lot about research, laboratory research, you know, I had these basic goals and understanding of my goal of I wanted to be in the lab every day and working with all this cool equipment and sitting down in meetings with the PI, the principal investigator of the lab and the graduate assistant and talking about all of this stuff. So I, I had this imagination in my mind of what was going on. Only to get there and realize that there was a lot of other work that went into just getting into the lab to start a research project. The amount of reading that I had to do. I remember sitting in this closet style office, just reading all day, multiple days a week. And then we would go in and, and start a process. We would do that for maybe an hour and then the test would have to run for four or five hours. And during that time, I would just be reading and then we would go and change a solution or something like that. And then that runs for 12 hours or something. Science is slow. And during that time, the PI was like, you need to keep reading these articles. You need to keep gaining more and more knowledge. But those moments that I was in the lab were phenomenal. Just seeing this expert in the field, someone who had published over 100 articles, just doing research and, and talking about it and, and having this passion, that helped me form a new goal of loving the work that I do. I want to make sure that whatever I do, I love just as much as he loved his job. That's super important. And so with this research experience, how did that guide your interests as you were getting close to graduation and what you would do next? It affirmed my love for the biomedical sciences. And I just remember doing it and being like, oh my gosh, I, I love this. After the internship, going back to campus, that's all I could do was talk about it. Even though it was grueling work 40 plus hours a week, I absolutely loved it. And it kept me focused. If anything, it helped me focus more on my academics and getting that degree. But I also realized that I, I needed to get other experiences because I want, at the time I wanted to be a veterinarian and talking to my mentor and realizing about the career or working with the office, the career opportunities office. They said, Terry, you need to get more focused experience within veterinary medicine. You've got the research side. Now you need the practice side. So I reached out to the local veterinarian. It helps that the scholarship program I was part of, the Bonner Scholarship, the program coordinator, her husband was a is a veterinarian. So I connected with him and was able to do two semesters of internships with him, only to realize at the end of the second internship that I did not want to be a veterinarian anymore. And so here I am my senior year realizing that the career that I wanted in biomedical science, veterinary medicine, I didn't want to do it anymore. 
I still enjoyed research and laboratory science, things like that. But I just didn't want to be a veterinarian anymore. And I was about to graduate in a few months. And and I just didn't know what to do. And I made the mistake of limiting myself to only uh, or a specific region of jobs in North Carolina that ultimately became too competitive. And I wasn't able to get a job after graduation. I think sometimes internships are super valuable in teaching you what you don't like. And that's really key as you kind of figure out what that career or that next career could be for you after you graduate. So that's really good that you learned it while you were still in school and not maybe after you'd actually gotten a job and working as a vet and then having to figure out where to go from there. So I guess after you figured out that you didn't want to do veterinary science with those internships, so you were senior, you were graduating. So what came next? I was fortunate enough to be a resident assistant RA in college. And another supervisor who is to this day a close mentor of mine. So again, going, you know, there's a pattern there, mentorship. He said, Terry, we have this area coordinator position open up on campus. And I know that you don't have a job yet. And so would you like to apply for it and see if you could possibly get the job? And I did, and they they hired me. And I worked as an area coordinator, and I did well in it. I enjoyed my work. I enjoyed coming into work every day. And my supervisor said, well, Terry, you know, you could go and get a, a master's degree in this. And I said, what? Master's degree for working at a college? And he was like, yeah, you can. It's called Higher Education Student Affairs. And he introduced me to a fraternity brother of his, so networking there. And I was talking to his fraternity brother and he said, yeah, I'm the program director for the student affairs program at Western Carolina. And I was like, oh, wow, I actually just applied to your program. So hi, my name is Terry. And we talked over dinner. He was so candid and authentic with me. And he said, Terry, you would fit in well. And I look forward to reviewing your application. Got into the program. Absolutely loved it. Found that passion for student affairs, student affairs research, because research can be done outside of science. That is a thing. And it was through my master's program that I did another internship uh, at Eastern Kentucky University. And they were amazing. They welcomed me in. The campus was welcoming. Those who supervised me as an intern treated me like a real person because when those who think of internships, they think of those who just do the administrative tasks, they do the brunt work, they you know stuff like that. They're they're lower down on the on the organizational chart. But at EKU, they treated me like one of their own. And one of the defining moments in that internship when I realized I was very fortunate in my opportunity is when they asked the three of us who were interns if we wanted to help interview one of the professional candidates. And I remember saying we're, we're just interns, you know, what do we know? And they said, we want to know your, your opinion. We want to know your thoughts on this because you know, we value your opinion. And it was at that moment I realized I, I love that department. I wanted to work for them one day. And sure enough, they offered me a job before I graduated with my master's. So I walked across that stage with a job uh, in front of me and I felt like I was walking on clouds. And because of that, as soon as I got there, the director said, Terry, you were an intern. Now you are in charge of hiring and supervising the interns. So best of luck to you. I dove in head first and said, all right, let's do this. One quick thing that I want to make sure we acknowledge here is that even in graduate programs, there's a lot of opportunities to do internships. So I think a lot of times when people think about doing master's degrees or even PhDs, that you're just so focused on getting the degree, doing the research, that. I think it's often overlooked that you can do these internship experiences. So I guess for you, so what was it like? Was that internship part of the degree plan itself? Was it something that a mentor told you you should go out and check out? Or how did you fall into that internship? So it was part of the curriculum for my master's program is that I had to have internship hours. And I was part of the housing team at Western Carolina and housing essentially network across the country. They host internship opportunities. It was called a Kuhuai. And these institutions across the country post internship opportunities. And that's how I was able to find EKU. Actually, EKU found me and I was very thankful for that. So my program required that I go out and get an internship. They recognize the importance and the value of internships. 
There are some programs where you have the opportunity to study abroad. Folks may not view it in that way, but study abroad is essentially an internship as well. You're gaining experience at another institution in another country. So those are available even in grad school. So now being on the other side where you're helping pick some of those future interns, what was that like? To write the job description and then post it onto the Hawaii website was just, it was such an interesting feeling to sit there and say, wow, I am posting a job, posting this internship that I am an alumni of. And to get these applications, to read the resumes, a good bit of them are good. And there were a few that I came across that said, okay, we need some improvements here. But the resume was just one part of the application. I am a practitioner of qualitative information. I love doing quantitative research, but I love listening to stories and listening to folks as they talk about their experiences. And so to be able to interview these candidates and say, you know, what what experiences are you looking to get from this internship? Because most internships say this is what you are going to get. And though we had you know, we had to create certain expectations or goals for our interns. A big part of it was choose your own adventure. We have the opportunity for you to gain experience in certain areas if you want that. So being able to listen to applicants, what they wanted to get from this internship. So quick question here. So what were some of those qualities that you were observing of, of the interns that were sticking out? Main thing was uh, on the technical side, had they done research on the institution? Did they at least take five to 10 minutes to research what is Eastern Kentucky University looking at the housing and residence life page? If they had done that research as part of the interview process, they would have brought that up as well as the overarching complexity of the housing department. Did they want to work in the residential curriculum or did they want to work in facilities or the administrative side? Five, 10 minutes of research help go a long way when talking about why EKU, why they wanted to be an intern at EKU. And I was listening for that when I asked that question. But I also, one of my core values as a person, as a practitioner, as a professional, is authenticity. I enjoy conversation-based, like, tell me more about this. And we go, we may go back and forth. They talk about the life choices that they made and how they were able to come overcome some mistakes that they made or build resilience or tell me why you are the qualified applicant. What are specific qualities that you carry? That's what I was looking for when I was interviewing candidates is did they, one, did they do research on the institution? And two, were they authentic when uh, talking to the the hiring committee. Yeah, I think those are both very valuable. And some of the same things that I look for when I help my company interview potential interns. Because I think it's really key when you can show that, yes, like you're familiar with the kind of work that you expect to be doing and have some general goals of what you want to get out of the internship because it shows that you're you're dedicated to it, you are willing to put your best foot forward and both get the most out of it for yourself, but also contribute to the institution as well. What would be some useful tips that you could offer other students that are interested in applying to internships and really getting the most out of those experiences? I would say one, whichever college you're at, find the career and professional development office go and talk to them. Their job is to provide career and professional development opportunities to the students. It's And it's free to you. It's part of your tuition. So they work to compile running lists of internships, no matter what discipline or interest you have. And if they don't have it then and you come to them and they're like, oh, we don't have anything like that, they will work to research that and get that back to you. Talk to your professors. They may know a passion area that you may have that you didn't even know. And they have their own network. They may be able to tap into their network to help you get an internship. Don't limit yourself to a specific town or city or state or a specific topic. Internships are the opportunity for you to maybe branch out and try new things. See if you may have interest in that to realize that this may be a passion area for you, or in my case, that it's something that you do not like. That is the opportunity for you to make a temporary commitment to something. So don't limit yourself. And then realize, what do you want to get out of your internship? What do you want to learn about? Make a list, a running list, no matter what it is, just write it out on there so that when you're interviewing with internship companies, you're asking them if you're able to get these experiences as well. 
I think that's super great advice, Terry. I don't think I could have said it better myself. So thank you for offering such great wisdom to our students and our audience. So thank you so much, Terry, for joining us today and offering a little bit about your story. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. I've enjoyed it, Luz. And so anytime. As you heard from our guests, internships are a valuable tool to help you grow and learn new things. They can help shape your career trajectories and give you a sneak peek as to what working in the real world can be like. Plus, often teach you new skills that you might not have otherwise learned through the classroom alone. To find internships, our guests highlighted the importance of networks and reaching out to peers, mentors, teachers, and older students who may have gone through the process or can provide some of that community support. To make the most out of your experiences, come prepared with the research you've done of the organization so you can communicate what your goals are, connect with people, and continue to network and develop good relationships with your managers and mentors. Internships are a two-way street. You are there to learn, and in return, the organization can benefit from your work and input. Thanks again to our speakers, and thank you for tuning in today on How to College for First Gens. As always, you can find us online at howtocollegefirstgen.org if you have any questions or feedback as we want to hear what you think, what you're struggling with, and how we can help. If you prefer to reach us on social media, you can find us at howtocollegefirstgen on Instagram and Facebook and HCCfirstgen on Twitter. Remember, you are not alone in this journey. Until next time.